generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Obadiah chapter 1 verse 17. Let's read together at the count of 3, 2, 1. Let's go. But on Mount Zion there shall be deliverance and there shall be holiness. The house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12 for good measure so that you know that we are actually in Mount Zion. He's not speaking about us traveling to Jerusalem or Israel and going to take pictures with some things. I believe at some point we're going to have a, a, a King's Rock Israel tour kind of thing. Yes. I, I believe that. Maybe we'll plan towards 2021, 2022 maximum. Do a King's store. <laughs> Yeah, and take pictures and pray and all. But before we do all of that, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22, what does it say? But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect. So the word makes it clear that we have come to Mount Zion. So the things that we see God promised to Mount Zion, we can now become partakers of true or true. Yeah, because it says on Mount Zion, there will be what? Deliverance. So there are three major things in Zion. Three major things were promised to Zion, particularly in this text. There are many descriptions of Zion, the beauty of Zion, um, the God in Zion, the dew of Hermon upon the mountains of Zion. But then in this particular text, Obadiah chapter 1 verse 17 says there are three major things. And I think that the walk of the believer can be punctuated by these three things. They're the three cardinal elements in your life, in your walk with God. Number one, it says there will be deliverance. So the first act of deliverance is deliverance from sin. In salvation, in redemption, you are translated, Colossians 1.13, you are translated from the power of darkness into the king's kingdom of his dear son, Jesus Christ. So we have deliverance from sin and from the nature of sin. Romans 5.17 explains to us that those of us who receive the gift of righteousness will reign in life. And then it said that because of the sin of one man, that sin came into the world. And all men have seen, right? And come short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23, Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is to our life. So deliverance from sin is instantaneous. But then there are also things that we need to be delivered from, like bad habits, like struggles, like addictions, like tendencies, like cultural inclinations, and all of that. And those deliverances, if you will, will come through the administration of the word of God. John 8, 32, John 8, 36, you shall know the, if you know the truth, and you shall know the son, the son shall set you free, and shall know the truth, the truth shall make you free, the truth makes free. So my progressive engagement of the word of truth provides liberation for me on different levels. Simply put, the areas in which I engage the truth of God's word and apply them to my life are the areas in which I have freedom. So if I engage God's word concerning my health, I have freedom. Can we celebrate God for this amazing testimony, this first service? The name Eunice. 
Eunice had a very powerful testimony. I can't run into all of that, but during that spontaneous worship, who called it some spontaneous worship service? Somebody called it that. Who called it that? See me during that testimony, right? So the glory of God was so strong, and the Lord healed her of a spinal issue. She's not been able to sleep throughout the year. Right, throughout the year. And the times that she struggled to sleep, she could never rest on a bed. But every night from that service till today, she has slept peacefully. She's, she spent over a million naira on tests and all kinds of things, not being able to keep a job and all. But in the moment of just worship, the power of God touched her and the glory of God. There was a song the Lord gave me as I was leading. What was that song again? Morning and a night, morning and a night. And she said to God, God, if you're with me at night and I can't sleep, what's going on? And that simple exchange, and then somebody else prayed with her in the middle of that, that simple transaction, there was healing in that space. Glory to God. Why did that happen or what did God use for that? Because the atmosphere of worship, our hearts were surrendered to him. But also the truth of the word liberating her that God if you're there with me what's up and so that truth brings power and freedom glory to God and then from deliverance the next thing is holiness the believers work needs to be a walk needs to be marked by holiness God didn't save us from sin to sin differently okay <laughs> oh, touch <laughs> See, he knocked it like this. What does that mean? You felt it. Now, mm. <laughs> yeah, so God didn't save us from sin to sin differently. So it's not like, okay, I actually stopped setting sins after I got born again. But this one is my personal. You understand what I'm saying? This one, me and this tendency, we are twins. I must die here. You know, <laughs> you wouldn't die. So he saved us, watch this, by the power of the spirit for us to live the life of the spirit. And that's why Romans chapter 1 verse 4 actually introduces the Holy Spirit as the spirit of holiness. So even holiness is not supposed to be a function of manpower, uh, resolution, determination. Lord, 2020, I'll do better, I'll stop lying, I'll stop sleeping with my boyfriend. Uh, but right now, let me sleep my way into the new year. Uh, in the new year, I will sleep out of sleeping with them. Uh, but for right now, both of us are sleeping. We can be a pair of sleepers. It's supposed to be an organic growth. Just like you've outgrown breast milk, you should outgrow certain things. Like how many of you are going to go home to your mommy today for those who live at home? Or, mommy, mommy. <laughs> Seriously, mommy, 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 I want milk. <laughs> There's going to be like a ministry of laying of hands and all of that. So, but the third level of our walk is now. So, number one is what? Deliverance. Number two, what's the third thing? Possessing our possessions. Possessing up, God wants us to possess our possessions. And so the believer must now become mature enough to be able to handle certain possessions on God's behalf. 
So there are certain things that I can afford to buy, but I can't give Carmen or Ronell right now because they don't know the value. They are not ready to handle those things. If I give it to them, they will manhandle, mishandle, rough handle those things. Case in point, my iPad. Right? Now, the thing is that it's not that they might break the iPad, the cool, that's a possibility. But how many of you know they could delete some important things I've been working on? So, possessing that position is a call to maturity, it's a call to responsibility. So, we don't delete things that God still wants to use. You know, sometimes the people who have been delivered and then they talk down people who are struggling. So they are delivered but not mature. So they need deliverance from immaturity. Because they use the truth as a tool of oppression and manipulation instead of as the light of love. So, you know, my wife put out this video a couple of Days ago, very powerful video, lovely video, and I didn't tell you, I told you it was powerful and lovely, but I didn't tell you this. And she, she referenced some of our conversations and discussions and even touched on one or two things that we said on Sunday. But you know one of the, one of the powerful things about that video is that you listen to that video, the message is clear, but there's no condemnation. For those who've seen the videos, it's about 10 minutes or so. And that's maturity. Maturity does not mean I have the truth. You can be irresponsible with revelation. You can have revelation and not have responsibility. So you operate in the prophetic and something is going on in somebody's life or whatever. And then you call that person to the public and start opening all their details and all. That's why sometimes moving in the spirit, sometimes I remove the microphone. I want to speak to the person personally. Because there are some things that are not necessary for congregational consumption. Right. So the fact that there is a golden moon in your house does not mean you have it for dinner. You need to know where each thing, some of you do that, like, you know, some of you just drink water for dinner, uh, you know, tea is your lunch. You know, get in there. Some of you lick Tom Tom for breakfast. Not because I don't have money, just something light. I'm not really hungry, something. <laughs> yeah, so the fact that you have something at your disposal does not mean it should be used every time, everywhere. All right, so why is it that many believers don't possess their positions. I want to give us 10 points very quickly, but please pardon me. Let me break, break protocol. I didn't see them earlier. Uh, receiving back in the house for congregational worship, one of the mothers in the house, blessed with a very beautiful daughter, Mr. T's wife, Sister Dams. Let's celebrate that she's in church for the first time. Right. Vera is three months now. Four months. My God. Now she's eating pounded yam and playing ball and all of that. By the way, I really appreciate so many of you, especially those that come from a long time. I went for the naming ceremony and I discovered where they were coming from every Sunday. You will not believe how long it takes to get here. Let's celebrate them and their sacrificing. And I celebrate all of you that come from Ogun State, almost Ogun State, quarter to Ogun State. Under, around, inside, outer, inner city. So 10 things real quick I want to teach. What are the 10 reasons? By the way, you are possessed by God. You know that? I'll preach the other part next week. 
There's another illustration I want to teach, but I'll preach next. The first reason people don't, the very first reason people do not possess their possessions is because they operate from a loss of identity. Loss of identity or the loss of the consciousness of their identity. Because they do not know who they are. So if you go to Numbers chapter 13, you're going to see a very interesting exchange there. And we've cited it before, spoken about, you know, all those uh, stories of taking the land, taking the territory. Look at what the word says. Verse 26, Numbers 13, 26. It says, now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran. 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 At Kadesh. Sounds like Kadush. They brought back word to them and all to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told him and said, We went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows sorry, with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Verse 28, what did they say? Nevertheless, tell me, the people are strong and Cities are fortified. Are you there? Very large. Moreover, we saw descendants of Anak, the giants there. Okay? Now, if you go all the way to verse 32, he says, And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land, which they had spied out, saying, The land, though, sorry, the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great. How many of you know this is the story of your life? God is promising you something. He's saying, ah, people that do that thing are people of great. Isn't that your story? God says, advertise your business on radio. You say, ah, my business is a small SME. The fact that your business is SME does not mean you should feed it with SME. But you can just get the gold on it. Are you getting this now? Excellente. So, that's the same thing. The giants we're talking about, this is really physical giants now. But they are giant-sized entities, individuals, corporations, organizations, outreaches, ministries, businesses that you compare yourself with because you've forgotten your identity. Never allow your size deceive you about your identity. A small baby is still a human being. Oh, some of you didn't get that. It's small, but it's human. It's a boy, but it's masculine. It's male, it's a male figure. Look at somebody say, don't forget who you are. So they were saying that the land divorced its people. That's the deal. The land divorced its people. Even though that were true, or supposing that was true, you are not one of its people. You are the people of God. Oh my goodness. So Job says, when men say there is a casting down, what are you going to say? He didn't say people will say that for you. There's some things you must say for yourself. 
you will say you will say come on somebody that there is a when the world is saying there is a casting down Jesus people will be saying there is a lifting up no matter what they say but say there is a lifting up 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 there is a lifting up your favor is all around me So your identity is connected to your inheritance. You will feel like a hypocrite to claim the inheritance of a man you don't think you're a son of. Some of you didn't say, you didn't get that. If all of a sudden the lawyer calls you and says, ah, Chief Agbabiaka has passed on. No, well, don't tell you about the phone. You say you should come somewhere. Come over here, Chief Agbabiaka. Agbabiaka has passed on and he said that your own portion of his inheritance will be 200 million naira, a house in Banana Island. <laughs> and what are you going to be like? Let's say like your name has been Duro Jaye for the rest as in the last 20 something, 30 something years. Are you going to be like, yes, let's have it. What are some of the concerns you would have? Who's Agbabiaka? Uh-huh. What else? Why me? What else? What is the? How many of you also think, what if this is a setup? It's a scam. That is exactly what some of us think about the promises of God. When God promises us or reveals a part of our inheritance to us, we think it's a setup that God is about to disgrace us. Somebody is about to rob us. We don't feel disconnected because you are not operating from sonship. You're operating from servitude. You're operating from skepticism. You're operating from cynicism. You're operating from things cannot be this good. Well, I came to bust your bubble. It is the good news. And it's not just this good. It's better than you think it is. That's why the word says, I have not seen. Here I have not heard. It has not entered into the hearts of men. What it is that God has prepared for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. My goodness. Look at somebody say, I've got the inheritance. Say loud again. This is not Chief Agbabiaka. This is Jesus the Christ. This is the King of Kings. This is the Lord of Lords. This is the Lion of the tribe of Judah. This is the wonderful way maker. This is the mountain mover. This is the barrier breaker. This is the way, the truth, the life. This is the lift up of your head. This is the one who opens a door that no man can shut and shuts a door that no man can open. This is the creator of the sun, the designer of the firmament, the establisher of the mountains and the hills, the God of everlasting covenant. From generation to generation, he is God. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the this and the that he is all things he feels all things with his power and his might and it says you are my son look at somebody say you are the son of god you're a son of god so if it's telling you go and preach to that person don't say it looks rough your father made him 
come on somebody when God says open your mouth on the bus and preach don't say they will look at me funny it's not you they are looking at it's Christ Galatians 2 20 I have been crucified with Christ yet I live but not I but Christ lives in me and the life that I live now I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me look at somebody beside him and say you're a son of God it is difficult to claim anything that you don't think you're qualified for you keep asking questions have you ever helped somebody before, maybe a roadside person or maybe house help and you just want to take her to school, educate her, buy a phone, give her a future and she just had all the questions. Why are you being nice to me? Thinking you're about to take advantage of her or him as the case may be. Anybody been there before? That's what happens to many of us. That for God to convince us to create that product we're asking all the questions in the world because we're not operating from sonship or from servitude. Look at somebody say, I am a son. The second reason a lot of people do not possess their possession is a lack of faith. For the believer, you never lack faith, but you can lack the engagement of faith. In other words, you're not engaging your faith. You're a believer, so you don't have a faith problem, but you can have a faith deployment problem a faith release problem, a faith engagement problem. Why don't you uh, lack faith? Hebrews 11.3 says that according as he has given, to, dealt to each man the measure of faith. It's talking about the new man in Christ, which means you have the measure of faith, you have the ability to believe God, you are born again. The word says in 1 Peter 1.19, you're not born of corruptible seed, you're born of incorruptible seed. John 1 explains none of the will of man, but of the will of God. What is the will of God? The will of God is the word of God. What is the word of God? The word of God is the seed of God. Like a man has natural seed that becomes a baby, God has spiritual seed. Actually, the words for seed in the Greek is pamu, which is actually the word for the male seed so that seed lives on the inside of you and it produces or generates faith the more of the word you take in the more of the faith explodes within you Romans 10 19 faith comes alive is activated is unlocked is released is deployed by hearing and hearing by the word of God but you can get to the point where there is faith deployed in you but not employed by you so faith is not just to be deployed in your heart, it's supposed to be employed in your life. To put your faith to work. So Jesus said, if you have faith as little as a mustard seed, you have that. You will say, you will engage that faith. You will speak to this mountain, be thou and be cast into the sea. For you to cast something, do things cast themselves? For you to cast something, is energy required? So the energy required to move mountains comes through faith released by the believer. Faith carries divine energy that moves mountains. So lack of faith will stop you from entering into that place. Here's what the book of Hebrews chapter 3, Hebrews chapter 3 from verse 14 to 18. Look at what it says. Hebrews 3, 14 to 18. It says, for we have become partakers, 
partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence. Somebody say confidence. confidence. Another word you can use for faith is actually confidence. Confidence in God's word. Confidence not in my ability, my pedigree, my degree, my pedigree, pedicure, manicure. But confidence in the ability of God. Confidence in the word of God. Confidence in the life of God. Confidence in God's experience. God's capacity. It says that if we hold that to the end, we hold that confidence. While they said today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. For who having heard rebelled? Indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt? Was it not all that God delivered? Was it not all that God set free? Was it not all those people that God already released from bondage? He said they came out of bondage and they still rebelled. They went against the will of God. They didn't embrace faith. In other words, you can actually be delivered from salvation and still be bound by poverty. Because they came out of Egypt, but they rebelled in the wilderness. Do you know you can rebel against the promise of God's word? That you believe many other things, but this one that God is telling you, you can't believe it. That God is saying you can be healed right now. Mm, 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 mm. God, you give me a new body at the resurrection. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Your brother will live again now. Can I just prophesy that thing you've been postponing, procrastinating, pushing forward, thinking will come when you're 37, 52, 49 by the Spirit of God in the next one year? For some of you, six months, some of you, three months, some of you, six weeks, some of you, this week, that thing will flow in your life. That amen seems like it has Kwashioko. That thing will flow in your life. May time be compressed for your sake. May there be a shift in your thinking. In the name of Jesus. It says, For they haven't rebelled. Haven't heard. They rebelled. And guess what happened to them? Now with whom was he angry 40 years? Was it not those who seen whose corpses fell in the wilderness? So they didn't enter the promise. They came out of the bondage but didn't enter into the promise. You see that? God didn't just save you from, he saved you from too. Saved you from something to deliver you to something. And faith is the link that moves you from where you are coming from to where you need to be. So a lack of faith can stop you from seizing divine opportunities. It says, to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? But to those who did not obey. What is that obedience? Romans chapter 4, 5 talks about Abraham and speaks about the obedience of faith. So the evidence of faith is not confession. The evidence of faith is obedience. Yes, yeah. Confession is an element of faith. It's not its evidence. You know why? Because you can confess something and not really believe it in your heart. So that's an element. But if it's an evidence, it means that it's proof. It's, it's an outshoot. So obedience is an outshoot. Obeying God's word is proof that I believe God's word. So if God says sow and reap, my obedience is not I claim I'm rich, I claim I'm wealthy. My obedience is I sow. You see that now? Saying, I know that God hears me. I know that God, that's the confession. That's not proof that I believe. The proof I believe is that I will speak to him. 
Because I believe he hears me. So I'm not just speaking about speaking to him. I'm not just praying, talking about prayer. I'm praying. So faith. And there are many of us who are stuck at the gate. Because we know who we are. But we're not engaging the provision of faith. The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. Do you know what it means? IBK, come, let's walk. If this is my faith, if this is my faith, and I walk, how do I walk? By faith. That means that, for example, if someone says, how did you come to church? I came by cab, right? That means the cab brought me. Now, if this is my faith, that means if I'm not conscious of my faith, can I really move? If my faith is not engaged, can I really move? Can I really move? Can I really move? No. Not in the purposes of God. Because this walk is in the purposes of God. That's why Jesus said, without me you can do nothing. That means whatever you do without me is nothing. By divine calibration. Okay? So whatever is done by seeing is like nothing to God. Sorry, done by faith is like seeing to God. It says anything done without faith is seen. That's what the word says. Which means that it does not carry weight in the divine calendar. Now, so what it means is, I walk by faith. So if I'm walking by faith, you, you, you govern. You govern the movement. Govern. Govern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Try to pace it up or turn around or whatever. Mm-hmm. Faster. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That means the speed of my progress is the speed of my faith. The pace of my advancement is the pace of my faith. Because the way I walk, Mr. Robinson Crusoe, is by faith. That means the stronger my faith, the stronger my movement. I can get in this now. The more dependable my faith, the more dependable my advancement. Please put your hands together for IBK. Let there be a release of the spirit of faith over this house. That amen sounds like it lacks faith. That's more like it. Let there be a release of the spirit of faith over this house in the name of Jesus. For that person who has been saying, I wish I had faith, you already do. But we stir up that faith right now. That situation does not overwhelm you, does not defeat you, does not flatten you, does not demean you. Your faith rises. Your faith is deployed. Your faith is employed. Your faith is engaged. You are not shrinking by virtue of the size of that problem. You know who you are. You kill giants. You tiptoe on mountains. You ride on clouds but the faith of God in the name of Jesus Jesus said to them have the faith of God do you know that the faith of God is 100% effectual because once God says it he's not trying to wonder who's going to stop it his word blows obstacles melts mountains paths red seas uproots trees may you begin to walk in that dimension of faith in the name of Jesus I release faith into your space your faith is growing your faith is growing your faith is expanding it's moving from mustard seed level into being strong vibrant effective effectual faith in the name of Jesus if you still believe God somebody shout I have faith I love that shower can you make a deeper louder stronger longer I have 
faith. Say I have faith. Say I. Say. Say. You gotta beat your chest. I have faith. How many go to three people and tell them I have faith? I have faith. The word of God is the food for my faith. Thank God for Caleb. Caleb said, we are able to take the city. We are able. Faith does not look at its disability. We don't have the equipment they have, but we're able. Let me speak prophetically. Somebody who's in business, you're going to get a job that people with superior equipment, instruments, infrastructure will not get. This is a prophetic word. You will testify. I speak with the mantle of a prophet. I say that people don't have the sophisticated systems and the, the people that have the sophisticated systems and structures will come to ask you, how did you get that deal? How did you get the door to open? How did you walk in that dimension? You will function at a level that is higher than your current predisposition and competence and staff base and, and company structure in the name of Jesus. I have faith. Some of you here, the Lord will begin to reveal the miraculous through your life. You're not even a pastor, you're not an evangelist, you're just a believer who believes the word. For everything you believe, you will see fruit. You will not end carrying the word of God as a banner. You people will see the fruit around you. The fruit will announce your arrival. Number three, for time's sake, lack of strength. Another reason why many people do not, uh, do not operate or possess their possession is lack of strength. Shall you come to the time of birth and not be able to bring forth? That will not be your story. The word says, as soon as Zion traveled, he brought forth. Traveling requires strength. Traveling requires strength. And the people who don't want to travel, see, traveling does not mean you are weak. If you are really strong, it should be easy. No. The fact that it's taking time and you are still engaged means you are strong. Some of y'all didn't get what I just said. Being strong does not mean you will boycott the travail. It means you will maximize it. If I was really strong, I should have broken through. If I was really strong, I should have dealt with this issue. But do you know, Paul said, my little children, for whom I travail until Christ is formed in you. No matter how hot your fire is, you cannot boil elephant meat in one minute. Have you bought some pomo from mile two, mile 12, mile one? Shaki. That want to put your culinary skills to shame. You are boiling it, they are laughing at you. The pomo is it white pomo? 
that is uh, those ones you know there's a mama that gives way once you eat it there's the other one your teeth might give way <laughs> hard in other words some things just take I, I did a post last night about a friend's wedding that we went to one of our friends has been here a couple of times pastor Darry. remember pastor Darry said he got married yesterday amazing celebrate it for him beautiful wedding <laughs> it's like, oh you know him right and on our way back we were in traffic we're supposed to take about 56 or so minutes took us almost two and a half hours and the car was not bad my driving was not bad but the road was bad so sometimes the delays in your life are not a function of anything bad in your life it's the space you're functioning in and it requires strength to stand in those terrains and say this terrain will not break me i will break you i will redefine you i will outlive you i will outlast you some things will not pass away you have to outlive them oh you didn't hear what i just said sister you got what i just said i said some things will not pass away you have to outlive them in other words you will outlive the delay you will outlive the rejection you will outlive the misunderstanding you will outlive the misrepresentation you can't go everywhere to try to clear your name they are talking about you there and here and there you don't need to go all around sending disclaimer messages the angels of the lord will turn their conversations and gossip into positive PR and marketing for your brand the angels of the Lord will redirect the hearts of those they are trying to poison to become your loyal fans how will it happen they are talking about you in a place uh, to 10 people uh, and out of those 10 people seven of them believe two of them are skeptical one does not believe and so the three people who are on the fence or who are skeptical about the bad news they start following you on Instagram and follow you online to see whether it's really true what the said about you but the more they follow you the more they know it's a lie and the more they become your followers your supporters your fans your disciples they will become the same ambassadors that will go to their own circles to say what they said about Jade is not true but if Jade is running up and down she cannot clear her name before everybody let me announce to somebody who's facing a scandal who's been lied against God will clear your name God will clear your name God will clear your name Somebody shy yes. Strength. You know why the enemy sends slander and gossip and malice? He's trying to dis destroy your strength or cause your strength to decay. Because the word says the work is still plenty, but the strength of the laborers is decayed. It's decayed. And the book of Nehemiah says the work, the wall, this is a lot to build. But people were tired. Some of you, you know what to build, but you can't seem to find the strength to build it. And this strength is not just physical. You know, when God spoke to Joshua, he said, be strong and offer. So strength is essential. God's and I have given you the land, but you need strength to walk in the promise. Look at your brother, your sister, say, don't get tired now. I know you've been knocking on that door and your knuckles are bleeding right now. The door looks 
like it's bread because of your blood. I know that you're tired of weeping and wailing before God, crying out your tears in the midnight hour. I know that you've given, you've sacrificed, you've sowed, you've planted, you've waited. Daniel's a no. The dreams of your heart and the goals that you have and the benchmarks and the limitations that you seem to be feeling. feeling. Oh, but right now God says be strong. You need strength to stand. You need strength to wait through the night. You, when the Bible says weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning. Do you know that weeping through the night is a sign of strength? Because when you weep after that, that means you want to sleep, right? But when you're weeping through the night, that means you're still hoping that somebody is going to come through at night. A door is going to open at night. Because when you're weeping and not sleeping, it means there's still expectation. You didn't drug yourself with food to dumb down your sensitivity and sleep. You didn't take a sedative. You wept through the night. Your joy is going to come in the morning. For some of you, this is your morning. You've endured the weeping for so long, but this is your morning. 2020, you're going to be dancing, leaping, rejoicing, shouting, hollering. Ephesians 6 verse 10, it says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. Number four, why is it that some people so strength is not just physical, it's spiritual, it's emotional, it's mental. Some of us have spiritual strength, but we are mentally weak. How do you gym your mental muscles? The word of God. Rubbing your mind with God, God's mind allows God's strength to flow in your spirit. We're also rubbing minds with good thinkers. Some of you, nobody around you can ever understand your vision. It's like your vision is for aliens. You're like, I'm going to start my own planet. I'm moving to... Zof. <laughs> you create your own planet. It's not the vision that is wrong. It's the people you're communicating with or to. Because sometimes you feel maybe my vision is wrong. No, maybe you've not met the right people. Maybe. Number four, a lack of courage. Lack of courage. There are people, not lack of porridge. Sir, Asaru. Asaru lama fishi Asharu. Asharu is uh, mathematics computations. So I think we use porridge to calculate. <laughs> Even Yorubabi. I don't know. The Lord is with me. And so are you. All right, lack of courage. Pardon? <laughs> lack of courage. How many of you know this? Sir, I like looking at your face. You're really absorbing this message, right? You have a testimony from it. What's your name, sir? Tinu. Tinuadi. Tinuala. From inside of wealth. Lord bless you. May your life not be a contradiction of your name. May your life reflect the prophetic declaration of your name. You will not lack wealth of wisdom, of strength, of material resources. Jesus' name. How many of you know that you can have somebody like this, looks strong, looks healthy, and all of that, but then is not courageous? Because strength is a function of your ability. Courage is more of a function of your capacity or attitude. Courage is more of an attitude. 
So there are people who are physically strong, but they lack courage. What does that mean? There are people who have the mind. They know it. They are the guys in school. When it's tutorial class or small group, they are explaining everything. And then the teacher calls them to the front of the class. And then everyone's like, hey, chairman, chairman, chairman. But there's only chair. The mind is not there. Anybody know that? That kind of stuff. And everybody's like, you know this thing now. You taught us last night. They have strength but no courage. And there are those of us you know. So you see people who are more courageous on social media or television doing things that you can do better than they can do it. But you don't have the mind. Oh, I just talked to somebody. This is where I insert in the edits crowd response. Right? So there are those of us you know you can do it. See, what brought David before Saul was not just strength. It was courage. Because courage will give you exposure that people who have strength may never have. Courage is not just ability, it's audacity. You must be courageous enough to ask for things that you don't think you're qualified for. You must be courageous enough to walk into places you think you cannot afford to be seen at. Courageous enough to lay hands on people who are sick when you feel feverish yourself. You must be courageous enough to tell that sound you are hearing in your house. This AIJ, this is the last time you will sing any of your demonic hymns around me. I shut down the spiritual network of this street. You will never be heard again. Somebody shout, I'm courageous. The church already has strength. But many people in the church lack courage. You don't get the attention of kings based on strength. You get the attention of kings based on courage. Kings always want to know And you know what kings do? Let me tell you what, what I know about kings. Kings oftentimes watch you from afar. Or they have people who know you. And they're waiting for a time for them to say, hey, that guy you spoke to me about, do you have his number? If you've not experienced that, may the portals of this prophecy be unlocked over your life. That some kings who've been observing you from a distance will begin to call you. Before, I have preached this so many times, before David came to the palace of Saul, when there was a demon spirit, at one servant said, I know somebody. He said that this man is a man of valor. He says that this man is strong. He's a man of war. Do you know that David had never fought any war? And he was a boy, as it were, but they called him a man of war. Because courage will cause men to stop seeing you as a boy. And they will see you as a man. Men or boys are known by the strength they are trying to build. Men are known by the courage they display. What makes you a man is not just your strength. It's your courage. That's why I said you are strengthened with might where in the inner man you already got it. But courage is about expression. Courage is about audacity. Courage is Caleb. Watch this. Caleb at age 85. He didn't say I'm too old. He didn't say I'm inexperienced. 85. He was not his physical strength but he had courage. He said Joshua give me 
this mountain. Courage will make you go back to university when you are 35. Oh my God. When it's 18 year olds and 20 year olds and 21, you don't care that they call you uncool auntie. You know what you're in school for. You will go back and get that BSc or that MSc. You won't say, I'm too old to release my single. You can be 45 and release an album that will shake or come on somebody. Courage! Some of you have never prayed for the sick and see them healed. You say, I'm not strong enough. God does not need your strength. That's right. It's by his strength. Yes, not by power, not by my, but my spirit. And what's the spirit? The spirit of might. What God wants to display is courage. Mudukbe, let me tell you what. There's certain things you will never walk into until you display courage. You know one thing about courage? Courage engages opportunities without knowing all the answers. If you have to wait till you know all the answers, dot all the I's, cross all the T's, that's not courage. But courage, I don't really know, but I'll get it done. The fact that you don't have the skill does not mean you should reject the opportunity. Let me say it again. The fact that you don't have the skill does not mean you should turn down the opportunity. Yes, sir. By the way, when God wants to unlock your promotion, he gives you a problem to solve. That's Problems displayed are opportunities revealed. And you need courage! David! No antecedents of such royal wars. But he said, I can take down this Gulab. He had never killed a giant before, but he knew he could do it. Courage is about you boldly announcing what you have not done, but you know you've been graced to do. By the way, let's stop this false humility. But we're waiting to perfect our war techniques before we kill the Goliath that is threatening God's people. False humility. Ah, no, me, I'm just, you're just what? A city set upon a hill cannot be hidden yes many of us will be on different levels of the hills because there are people on different levels of the hills that need different levels of access so not everybody's going to become a global star because not everybody needs to be some of us are supposed to be on part of the hill that reflects the light to those in the mud huts in that space so it's not about vain popularity it's about kingdom productivity number five Someone to say, I have courage. So, Caleb said, give me this mountain. You know, uh, before I go to number five, Psalm 78, 9 to 11, write it down, you read it later. Psalm 78, 9 to 11. He says, the children of Ephraim being armed and carrying bows. So, they had the equipment, they had the reinforcement, they had bows. The word says, they turned back in the day of battle. Some of you have been armed with prophecies. But the battle is in the field. So your heart is beating. God said, go and tell the MD this thing. You get to the door. You walk back. You get to the door. You walk back. You get to the door. You are turning back in the day of battle. In fact, one of the ways to defeat fear 
is to disrespect it by doing what it's telling you not to do. Do you know that David disrespected Goliath before he killed him? He said, you uncircumcised Philistine, today I will cut your head and I will feed your head to the bird. Ah, ah. He has chest. Do you understand? Like this guy, most theologians say he's between 15 and 18. It's between 15 and Are you getting this? The word says that the brothers, the Israeli soldiers, they advised him. They said, you are a youth. But this man has been fighting since he was a youth. In other words, his, his work experience. is not your mate. Watch this. His work experience is your entire life duration. Show more age, meaning. doesn't matter not by power not by might tag are you hearing this there's some big opportunities you must go for if they don't come to you go to them go to the insurance companies go to the bank it's not gonna be easy but if you stay there you will come back with a testimony I'm you hear what I'm saying it's time to move beyond the tens of thousands and the hundreds of thousands we need to get to the millions the tens of millions the hundreds of millions the people that are getting that didn't have two heads and what did they do with their money? Drink around, sleep with people, go to Dubai, rape some people in some cases. But you know what to do with it. Build the kingdom with it. You can also add to that, I cited it so I'm not going to read it. You can also add to that scripture, Joshua 14, 11 to 13. Number five, the fifth reason many people do not possess their possession is a loss of favor. Loss or lack of favor. Why is that important? Psalm 44, 1 to 5 says this. Psalm 44, 1 to 5. We have heard with our ears, O God. Our fathers have told us the deeds you did in their days. In the days of old, you drove out the nations with your hand. But them, as in our fathers, you planted. You afflicted the peoples and cast them out. Now, verse 3 says, For they did not gain possession of the land by their own sword. Check that out. Not did their own arm save them, but it was your, your arm and the light of your countenance. Why? Because you are my king, O God. What does it say? The house of Jacob shall possess. But Jacob won't possess the possession without a fight. Jacob cannot win the fight without God commanding victories for him. That's a function of favor. You need favor with God, you need favor with men. Favor with God will turn your battles into blessings. Favor with men will save you from fighting certain battles. Because there are certain relationships that will help you shorten the process and the duration. Ever been stuck somewhere before? Everybody was acting confused. The whole place, there was bruha and all of the pandemonium. Then somebody just came ah! You're not that person from Kings, ah? Yeah, the, the, the graphic designer, David. Come now, come, come, ah. come, come, come. And then it took you to another section that people didn't know was operational. And what people were fighting over to get done that took them two hours. You get it, got it done in five minutes. Somebody say favor. Favor. May you experience the favor of God. 
every day of this week. Some of you were brought out of queues to be favored. It will not be said of you when it's your turn. They say you just finished before you came. Do you know there are people like that? They have the strength. They have the courage to ask for it. Say, no problem. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Yeah. And then when it's their turn, I say, oh, sorry, we just ran out of feel of whatever opportunities. Oh, are you serious? Okay, it's true. Ah, you said you were going to come on Wednesday, but I thought it was last week Wednesday. All the slots were filled yesterday. That's not your portion. If they ever say that, hear this words. Your pastor said they will have to create another one for you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You will tell them there is another way. My prophet said to me that there is another way. So I'm waiting here until another way is created. You will not be turned back. You will not be turned down. That amen needs greater strength. You possess those things by favor. Number six, lack of wisdom can stop people from possessing their possessions. Lack of wisdom. What does the word say? Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore, in all you're getting, get understanding. Now, do you know something? Wisdom and favor are so important because wisdom and favor give you access. Yes, sir. And the reason you need wisdom and favor that give you access is that you can possess what you don't access. If you can access it, you can possess it. How do you own something you haven't stepped into? That's why even before God allows you to possess something, you have to spy into it. So you can have an inner picture of the external promise or the external landscape, territory. So you need wisdom and favor for that. And concerning Jesus, as the child grew in stature and wisdom, favor with men, and with God. So wisdom, I want to read a couple of things. You must see this was Proverbs 21 verse 20. Proverbs 21 verse 20. Look at what it says. Proverbs 21 verse 20 it says, There is desirable treasure and oil in the dwelling of the wise. But a... Are you wise or foolish? Somebody say, I have treasure. I have desirable treasure. That means you might not have money. But if the Bible is true, you have desirable treasure. That means you might not have helpers, financiers, sponsors. But if you are wise, it says you have, do you know what desirable treasure is? Something precious that people are longing for. So you see why it's illegal for you to say I'm broke? You can say I'm temporarily out of cash. But you have treasures. If someone says to you, take this house full of cash or take this house full of treasures, which one would you go for? It's saying you have something superior to money. But it's saying the foolishness wastes it. That means that the more, the farther you go on the foolishness spectrum, the more, in a number line, or fully. 
the zero at the center. And then to the right, you have wisdom. Zero to me, like 10. Here, foolishness. Zero. So minus wisdom. It says the more you go on the side of the spectrum, there will be a lot of wastage. What does that mean? That even the time you need to possess that thing, you will waste it. Because you are not recognizing the desirable treasure that you have. One of the things that you must do this week, and as we fast, is Father, reveal to me the desirable treasures in me. Do you know that people will ignore your face just to connect with your treasure? You didn't say every wise man has a desirable face. You getting that? Are you getting that? When people die, their tombstone, they don't write things like, she was most beautiful girl in Nigeria. Do you, do you, have you ever seen that? She was very fine. Even the birds were toasting her. Because she was a bird. She was a fly. <laughs> you see that now? So somebody say, I have wisdom. Let me show you a few more. Proverbs, or let me go to Ecclesiastes now. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 15. Ecclesiastes 10 verse 15. What does that say? Let's read it together. The labor of fools wearies them. Why? For they do not even know how. So if they don't know how to go to the city, how will they possess it? Now, are they laboring or not? Does labor require strength or not? So they are expending strength, but they are foolish. So strength without direction will lead to frustration. So gain knowledge concerning that thing God has called you to. That area, their space. You know, what did they do when they sent the spy? They were gaining knowledge about the space. If God says I'm sending to the health sector to be an ambassador for my kingdom and to bring people from the rot on the decay of that system and win souls and disciple people and build structure, you must start studying about that system and that space. So I have supernatural knowledge. Um, God will do for you what you can't do for yourself. But it does not mean you should not do for yourself what you can do for yourself. Proverbs 21 verse 22. Proverbs 21 verse 22. Here's what it says. Proverbs 21 verse 22. Now after you get to the city, after you know the city, you also still need wisdom. What does it say? Proverbs 21 verse 22. Verse 22. Verse 20. Verse 20. Verse 22. 2. 2. 2. 2. 2. What does it say there? A wise man. And... Do you see that? What does it mean to scale? To leap over. That means the wisdom can give to you what your stature can give to you. Oh, that, that, that's right. It's so lonely right now. I said wisdom can give to you what your stature cannot give to you. This is what God did for them. He gave them spiritual wisdom. For them to conquer the promised land, he did not increase anybody's height. For your next level of promotion, for some of you, you don't need to employ any other person. Oh my God. 
You don't need to grow bigger physically, but you need to grow wiser spiritually and mentally. Because it says that a wise man is going to bring down the trusted stronghold. A trusted stronghold is that they know nobody can break this thing. Nobody can destroy this thing. But God says I can give you wisdom wisdom to tear down the strongholds of the enemy this week you walk in wisdom this week foolishness will see you and not come close to you walk in wisdom number seven real quick laziness laziness can stop you from possessing your possession Proverbs 18 verse 19, I'm going to raise for time's sake. Proverbs 18 verse 19, media help us. He who is slothful in his work is a brother to him who is a great destroyer. Proverbs 18 verse 9. He who is slothful, he who is lazy in his work is brother to him who is a great destroyer. Please get up out of your seat and go to three people and tell them, do not be lazy so you don't partner with the devil. Some of you are too lazy to get up. I said, get up out of your seat and go to three people. Tell them, do not be lazy. Cooper, I need you on the keyboard. Do not be lazy. Do not be lazy. David, that's a nice jacket. But look at somebody and say, do not be lazy. Proverbs 8 and 9, media, I need it to be faster. He who is slothful in his work. And this is specific because there are some people who are busybodies. They are diligent in other people's businesses. When it comes to analyze what people are not doing well, they come alive. When it comes to their own work, right. He says that person is a partner to a great destroyer. That's what he says. Now, Proverbs 21 verse 25, I love this. Proverbs 21 verse 25, he says the desire of the lazy man. What does he do? Look in your Bible, don't get lazy. Desire of the lazy man, what happens? It kills him. Why? In God's labor force, not only is your mouth required, your hands are required. Do you know that when God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness, do we get the impression that his hands got in the dirt or not? Because the word says he formed. So after speaking that vision, form it through labor. If you prophesy, without working that's more like prophet lie he says the desire of the lazy man so the problem is not that he's not dreaming big he's not desirous he's not looking for a better day he's not trusting for a greater time but his hands refuse to labor and my bible still says whatever your hands find to do how should you do it 
there is a generation that has gotten it wrong. They think that is whatever my heart wants to do that I should go and look for. God is saying no. Let your hands do something first. And whilst you're engaged with your hands, your heart will be given opportunity to express itself there and beyond. But there's some people like, follow your passion. Follow your dreams. Follow this one. No. Follow the assignment at hand. If you're led by the Spirit of God, Elisha, as you're going over the oxen and the yoke, Elijah will come with a mantle and recruit you. Peter, because you were diligent and you toiled all night, you caught nothing, you were not discouraged, you still stayed there. You stayed there long enough for Jesus to redirect to your real life's mission. Paul, you were diligently persecuting people. God said, I can use this diligence. I just need to place it on the right project. Some of you, God is about to recruit your stubbornness. You will use your agidi for Jesus. Your agidi will be thicker than agidi. Even though you don't live in agidingbi. Hey, I decree and declare concerning you. You are growing in toughness. You are growing in capacity. Everything the devil thought he was using you to accomplish for himself, you will do 10 times, 20 times, 50 times more for the kingdom. If you don't believe it, it's okay. If you believe it, shout, I will use it for Jesus. Look at your neighbor, say, I, I will use it for Jesus. Oh. That's it. Moses, you can keep sheep, you can keep my people. David, you will endanger your life for a sheep, you will endanger your life for Israel. That's why somebody said, please, king, don't endanger your life anymore. You are the lamp of Israel. Go and rest. Let's go and fight the battles. Who you are is who you are. Don't say, I'm not really, I'm not really lazy. Or it's because of the work I'm doing. No, you are lazy. I'm not really, I'm not really uh, selective. Oh. Um, if you're diligent with the flock, you'll be diligent with the nation. If you're diligent with fish, you'll be diligent with people. So when God ordains me in the ministry, He will know that I'm not just a minister. I'm a major star. <laughs> Number nine. Oh, where are we? All right. Number eight. Loss of focus. Some of us are diligent but distracted. Diligent but scattered. You can't stay with one project and see to the end. You take pride in starting 100 things. Finishing none. I do many things at once, but I finish stuff. I fi I'm, and that means I shut stuff down. I don't give everything full attention all, all the time. Trying to give everything full attention all the time is a result for insanity. You can open 80 tabs on your laptop like I sometimes do, but you can't look at all of them at the same time. Yeah. 
can't do that. So, some of us are distracted. You know, when, when they got to the land, and it said, God said to them, he said, the first thing I wanted to do, destroy the land, don't touch the goods from the land. You know, God always wants the first and the best part of whatever he blesses you with. You get that? How many of us know that we're generally very attached to the first things in our lives? Generally. First boyfriend, first girlfriend, first car, first phone. Remember your first phone, even though it was triumph, and you were not triumphant? Who remembers that? Motorola could roll your motto. Was that big? Alcatel? I can't tell. Nokia, Nokia, Nokia. If I fall, I Nokia. He had all of that. And, and back then, if someone just said, can I use your jism? So he said, call it then, jism. If you don't know what jism is, yeah, they're like you were born in 2005 or something. Who remembers jism? Someone wants to touch. Ah, don't, don't, don't hold my phone like that. Uh-uh. Now, if you see that phone right now, you're so, so this is why it's good to have an, a mindset of eternity. Because in eternity, everything material is already old. Some of y'all didn't get that. If you have a, a perspective that is eternal, even the new phone they will release now, that is going to be in alpha numerics. iPhone X, asterisk, hash, raised to power 3.5 version. It's already old. You see what I'm saying? If someone blesses you with a phone that you were praying for, the number one prayer point, cross over 2005 in 2006, the preacher said, make your list of requests. You put Motorola there. It was a prayer point. If someone gives you that now, you feel insulted. Because now time has passed. So similarly, when it comes to material things and you're thinking from the perspective of heaven, you are not thrilled. Mm-hmm. So people that kill people for car, money, house, that's demonic yes, and foolish. Because the car you kill someone for was invented by a person yes. whose value is just the same as the life you are taking. So how can you take a life because of something that was made by a life? Yes. You see now, that's where the thinking through the back backside. All right. Now, lack, lack of focus. So they had this place. God said, destroy everything. Don't take it. Remember, there was one guy called Achan who felt like he had passed his I can. And it felt like I can do. You remember Achan? Achan took some jewels and some precious things. And in Joshua chapter 6, you read the story. And he kept it, he hid it. And the Bible says the next conquest, the next battle rather, that they went for to defeat I, AI, artificial intelligence actually. (laughs) To defeat I, they couldn't even say hi. Why? (laughs) Now, now, this is what happened. What happened was I was a smaller city. They didn't have fortified walls. So the place, the city of Jericho, that they defeated with a shout and they were happy about they said, okay, let's go and destroy I. Let's just take them out. Do you know they lost 30 lives because of one man's 
distraction. Distraction is not just you doing the wrong thing. It's you doing the right thing at the wrong time. There was going to be the time for them to have wealth. For them to have money. But God is saying for this time, don't focus on that. The word says, woe unto that land whose king is a child. Who feasts in the morning? He's going to feast, but not in the morning. Don't chew your seed capital and the beat to oppress your friends. Because the tree will grow on the inside. Of you. <laughs> Instead of bearing fruit on the outside. He can. Even though you have your eye can. It's still in. Anyway. Then there was Gehazi. Remember Gehazi? Brief quick story. A Naaman had a disease. The commander of the Assyrian army. The servant girl in Naaman's house said, oh, there's a prophet in my city that can heal you. He goes uh, to the prophet. The prophet says, you know what, go to the Jordan and take a deep seven times. He does that. He comes out. His skin is fresh like a baby's skin. And he wants to honor the prophet. He wants to appreciate the prophet. And he brings all kinds of precious things and gifts. Gives the prophet. The prophet says, you know what, I don't, I don't, it's okay. I don't feel I should collect this by the Spirit." That's not what he said. I don't feel. He just said, no, no, no. I won't be needing this this time. By the way, it's not every gift you should collect. Because some people have collected things that kept them connected. To the wrong things. So the guy is sending you chocolate. Chocolate. Say, I'm not even the... It's harmless. Anyway, you, you, you know the story. So, so Gehazi sees all of that. He's thrilled by the wealth. By the way, anything that shocks you may become a shock to you. <laughs> and you end up dancing shock, shock. <laughs> Be careful. The things that impress you. You can be impressed, but don't feel oppressed. So you enter a house, you see, ah, hey, ah, 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 ah. Then you now start making yourself funny. You see a nice, oh, lovely house, beautiful. We have a fantastic house here. Now, the other, says <laughs> Grace, the other extreme is it, what is there? It's nothing. It's something. But you're healthy enough to appreciate without worshiping it. So this guy is shocked by that. He says, I've never seen this kind of gift before in my life. Do you know what he does? He runs after Naaman and says, my ogah has changed his mind. And he said, I should collect these things. He was going to collect it for himself. On his way back, as soon as he got there, he didn't know that this guy had Wi-Fi. He had CCTV. Spiritual surveillance cameras. He said, what have you done? Do you know that by implication, the anointing you serve is the anointing that should multiply in your life? Through faithful service till, till the expiration of time you're called to that, please. But Gehazi couldn't receive the double portion. Could it be possible that Gehazi would have been four times as powerful as Elijah? Because Elijah had given double to Elisha. And if Gehazi had known the heart of Elisha, not just his hand, he might have been able to ask for twice as much. 
Focus is important. Distraction does not only sound like destruction, it often leads to it. Distraction will cost you what focus was designed to give you. And so the word says this. Genesis 19, 24, 26. And the Lord rained brimstone and fire and Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. So he overthrew those cities, all the plain, all the inhabitants of the cities and what grew on the ground. But his wife looked back behind him and she became a pillar of salt. Why? Because she looked When I was a little child and they told me this story, I actually thought that all the salt in the world came from Lot. Lot's wife. You know, Lot, a lot of salt. Lot, yeah. The fact that your name is Lot does not mean you will win the divine lottery. If there is any. So, he look, she looked back. So, looking is not just important or it's not all you need. Looking at the right thing. Paul says, Hebrews 12, verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Got to run. You can also read Luke 17, 27 to 33. Jesus references that. It says, they ate, they drank, the married wives in the days of Noah. They were distracted in the days of Noah. They were distracted. They were, they were, do you know that this generation is like the times of Noah? Yes, Folks are eating and drinking like wedding parties are a big deal, isn't that? Yeah. Eating and drinking like the days of Noah. People are distracted. You're talking to people. They can't even concentrate. They're, in their minds, they're seeing likes and shares and tweets. You're, they're looking at you, but they're liking. They know. Distracted. Reclaim. Somebody say, I reclaim my mind. I reclaim my mind. Get my mind back. Number nine. Lies. People don't possess their possessions because they believe lies. Lies, L-I-E-S, lies. Numbers 14, 36, 38. Now the men, I read this earlier, they came back with an evil report. They came back with a bad report. They came back with a discouraging report. Believing the lies of the enemy will weigh down your spirit. John chapter 8 verse 44 says that he's the father of lies. That he lied from the beginning. He's a liar. He's not going to tell you you can do it, you can have it, you can grow there, you can do that. He's going to try to deceive, to trick, to manipulate, to get you off track. He doesn't want you to walk in that. Somebody say, I will not believe the lies. And number 10 is limitations. Closing with this. Limitations. Limitations. We can read Joshua 6, 1 to 2, Joshua 6, 1 to 2, and then 20 to 21. You can read that later because the Bible says that Jericho was shut up, shut up because of the Israelites. So let's look through the 10 real quick. What are limitations? Limitations are authentic hindrances. They are things that are there. They are not, this is not a lie. When the devil says, um, you don't have what it takes, that's a lie. But yeah, it doesn't tell you not what it takes or you defeat that. And then you're actually trying to do it. And there is somebody in that space that has vowed that no fine girl will ever get a job in this organization. That's a limitation. And you happen to be a fine girl. So what will you do? You can't go and unfine yourself. But you make the devil pay his fine. So the people who have serious limitations 
in your family, nobody ever worshipped God fully till the end. By 45, they'll say this good thing is a lie. Some of you right now, you're dealing with parents who are in a place where you don't understand. They taught you the word of God. They taught you to follow things of God. Not all oh, these pastors. Hmm. I remember in 19... Uh, 1993 means to take our wealth into his house they are authentic limitations and in the name of Jesus we'll break those limitations that amen is limited that's more like it we'll break those limitations in the name of Jesus the wall of Jericho was a limitation. But guess what? Joshua knew who he was. Joshua had faith in God. Joshua was strong and the Lord was courageous. They had favor with a spy called Rahab. And they had wisdom to walk around the city. They were not lazy. Because walking around the city requires energy, requires capacity, requires strength. They were focused. The Bible makes it clear they did not believe the lies. And they removed the limitations. You are walking through those ten things. And you are entering your promised place in God in the name of Jesus. I proclaim concerning you that the limitations in your thinking, in your mind, over your identity, the contentions over your life, the heavy burdens you've been feeling, they are removed by the power of God in the name of Jesus. You are no longer limited in your expectation. You are not limited in your thinking. You are not limited in your identity. You are not limited in your orientation. You are not limited in your finances. You are not limited in your strength. You're not limited in your courage. You're not limited in your infrastructure. You break limitations in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Isaiah 54, Rejoice, sing, O barren. Rejoice, you that did not bring for child. For more shall be the children of the desolate wife than that of the married woman. And the Bible says you will break forth to the right and to the left. I proclaim concerning you, you are breaking forth. You are going beyond the limits. You are going beyond the barrier. You are going beyond the barricade. You are going beyond the borders. You are crossing the, the culture in the name of Jesus. Wherever you couldn't go before, we blow the door open. We blow the passageway open. Oh, wherever you are this far and no further experience, that time is up now. You leap. You run over walls. You run through troops in the name of Jesus. I proclaim whatever limitation you took upon yourself whatever limitation you grew up hearing your mother glorify hearing your father adulate hearing your friends analyze hearing your big brother talk about you will be the difference maker you are the pace setter the trend setter the barrier breaker the door opener the valley lifter the mountain melter in your family in the name of Jesus Christ where you couldn't get to before as a family you will get into you will walk into you will prosper and flourish beyond your wildest expectations in the name of Jesus can somebody begin to pray tear down the walls tear down the limitations tear down the limitations take the lead off take the limits off take the barriers off Take it off. Take it off. Take it off. 
God is still able to do all things. He lifts the poor out of the dunghill and the beggar from the dust. Somebody may have found themselves begging this last week, begging for space, begging for opportunity, begging for money, begging, but God is on your matter and is lifting you beyond the limitations. Lifting you. We proclaim it is so in the name of Jesus. You enter into your possession. You enter into your possession. You know the way to the city. Your proposals will not miss road. Your efforts will not be misguided. Your intentions will not lose direction. You enter into the city. You have wisdom. You have favor. You have courage. You have strength. You have capacity. You have focus. You have diligence. You know your identity. You have the truth of God's word. And you break limitations. Somebody give God praise. Jesus' name of prayed. You may be seated. As you're seated, prophesy to somebody. You are possessing your possessions. Because you are possessed to possess. You possess your possessions. You possess your possessions. You possess it. You possess it. You possess it. You will live in houses that you won't build. You will build houses, but you also have houses you won't build. The earth is the Lord's. If the earth is the Lord's, I must have certain portions of it. And the fullness. You are a global citizen. Because you're a kingdom citizen. So if they drop you in Afghanistan, you will prosper. The resources will flow wherever the Lord apportions you to. Amen. And you will not lose your portion in this geographical space. Jesus name. Assignment for the week and we're going to review this during the review. Whoever is taking review next week take note. Take two of these things and say I want to work on this two this week. Who wants to tell me what their two are real quick? Laziness and lack of focus. Honesty. Honesty. I love that. Tell me. Identity and laziness. Identity and laziness. Faith and courage. Faith and courage. They're even twins. Ish. Right? Tell me. Wisdom and focus. Laziness and courage. So just pick two. Courage and favor. Just pick. Pick those two. You know, and just... People are not working on favor. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah. So pick pick those two and just hold hold onto it. For me, one of the things I've been working on is limitations. 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 There's a place we need to be that we're not yet at as a people. Amen. There's a place people don't know who you are. When God open your eyes small, you know some of it. But where we're going, people will be coming and healings will be happening and all of that. This place will be, well, not this place. Well, yeah, this place, before that place. Packed out. 
we need to have space problems we can't have this kind of atmosphere teaching presentation atmosphere and family and just keep it to 200 people that's not the design of God yeah so that's a limitation and to break from 200 to 500 1,000 2,000 plenty expressions outreaches Lekki needs to be strong and grow by itself so I need to deal with limitations alright so just just know whatever it is you're dealing with and, and um, because somebody are you limited yes I'm unlimited but there are limitations around you're going to use the unlimited part power of God to break those limitations let's give to the Lord today we're going to honor God so please write your two down don't just say to write them down right now write them down commit commit yeah commit I for me is going to be also lack of faith it doesn't mean I don't have faith but I want to engage my faith in and more I love the testimony I heard today the testimonies all of that they are very encouraging I want to engage more of that a generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.